I'm going to read three verses. And please, when I read them, and later I may read it in a little bit different translation, and I may not. <laughs> Depends how, the, how I feel on it. Paul doesn't mince words when he's writing to the church. Let me tell you something. If God has ever touched you, ever touched you, you need to find yourself walking with God. Don't let anything affect that. Galatians, the third chapter, I'm going to read the first three verses As he's writing in the church here, there's situations that apparently have gone on. And he writes this. He said, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth crucified in you. This only I would learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit, capital S, which is Holy Spirit, by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Did the law, Moses' law, open up for you to receive that Holy Spirit or did what you hear by faith cause it? Then he says this again. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, Holy Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? I'm going to tell you, this has worked me over a few days. I need God. I assume that all of us, and I get weary of it, the things that are going on in our world, you stay somewhat abreast in it, I guess. Some of it you don't have to go looking for it. It looks for you. Um, to say that we are seeing things in our world that we never thought we would ever see. I went back growing up in the church that my dad pastored. I used to hear my, I could remember hearing my dad preach about what's going to be in the days of the coming of the Lord. And he'd say some things that I thought, man, that ain't ever going to happen. But it is happening. We're right in the middle of it. But to say that we're seeing things that go beyond our thinking would be the understatement of understatements. I never would have dreamed some of the things that have unfolded in lives and people and how they're so blatant with trying to say this is okay Bottom line is, we are watching Bible prophecy unfold before us. The 
one thing that I have found peace in all of this is that if these things have to happen before his coming, who are we to fight against God? And I've got to let God do what he's doing. Uh, I don't have to go into what is taking place in our world uh, by any stretch of the imagination. It seems like daily new pages are opened and new chapters are being read. We've got gross sin, perverted sin. And it's being accepted, but it's like, and I, that's, that's not going to be my message, but I'm just telling you where we're at. Our world is accepting these things, and our world is also promoting these things. You know as well as I do that in many parts of the country, parents are fighting for their children's rights. Fighting to not have certain things taught and people getting up and saying things and doing things. Uh, I thank God that we're not battling this where we are, but that doesn't mean that the battle is not going to come here. We will find ourselves involved in it one way or another. But what we are really battling in truth, it's spiritual. It's Satan against God. Don't, don't need to candy coat something that it's just the way it is. It's Satan against God. The devil did not like when Adam and Eve were in the garden because he had tried to overthrow. Can you even imagine that? He tried to overthrow God in heaven. Was thrown out. And then this, the innocency of Adam and Eve, he comes up. Why, does, why don't he just leave them alone? He doesn't just leave them alone. He comes in to torment them, to lie to them, to bring them for what reason? Not because he cared about them. He wanted to hurt God. You and I have to understand something. Sin is not, well, it's just my freedom to do. No, it's against God. These things, the spiritual warfare we're in, this is an anti-God thing that's going on in our world. God created man and woman. And the world's saying no. I read the other day where some goofball medical situation, they want to implant a womb in a man so they can have a baby. What a devilish, God didn't create freaks. Okay, and I'm not going off on all this. I'm just saying it's anti-God. It's not my choice. It's anti-God. 
God. And you and I have to know how we're praying and how we're living and what's going on in our world and what we're facing with, and we need to hold on to God. Now, that being said, if it's against God, I need, I need the Spirit of God to direct me, and I need His Spirit to lead me. I need His his light to shine on my path and to give me the direction. I must seek Him in my life. Well, the confusion that's going on and, and everything here. No, I've got to seek God. The confusion is disruption of a spiritual sense and that's where as a church body, we should pray for all of our, I'm going to the children. I see these little kids running around. Some of them running around an awful lot. But I see these kids. I want to pray for them. That God doesn't allow the confusion of this world to enter into their lives. I want to pray for them. Well, you're just trying to lead them and not give them a, a chance and, and not, no, 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 no. We're trying to let them find out there is a God. And if we can keep them from being tormented or being twisted or, or losing the, their identity, that's what we're after. See, if I don't seek for this in my life, and if I leave this world without him, my being here didn't matter at all. I missed it. This is the only thing that matters in my life. It's not what I have, but it's him. It's him. I need God. If I for whatever reason, allow myself in my thinking to supersede God. By that I'm saying that I allow my mind to think I know things. I, I got it. I got it. Because I, I know this stuff. And, and you know, my actions take hold. All of this works in. If I allow this to happen, at that moment, I am going to find myself, not gradually, I'm already in the process of walking away from God. If I allow my mind to think I can do it because I know more than anybody else and I know more than God and I've got it and, and I, I allow it to start directing who I am, what I am, and how I act, I am walking. Friend, there's no way to put it except I'm leaving God at that moment. That's why Paul said, oh, foolish I didn't, don't want to read the other translation, but let me just tell you how, oh, foolish Galatians start out. You stupid people. <laughs> Go for it, Apostle Paul. That's what he said. He used it a couple of times. That's, that's where that word, that is the Greek word. <laughs> 
in translation. Uh, and I just, why would I let myself walk away from something? What did I gain? What did I gain if I walk away from that? Well, I, I showed them. No, 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 no. Don't you understand? It's him. It's not them. It's him. When I wake up tomorrow morning, it isn't to please them. It's to please him. When I do whatever I do tomorrow, it's not to concern about what everybody else knows or what everybody else may think. It's what he knows. God, I need you to, to be there to lead me. God, not only shine your light on my path, but God, if you would, take hold of my hand and guide me how I need to walk. What I got to realizing is, I must guard my life in God. Brother Jerry, 22 years ago, and I can still, I still remember how you, you received the Holy Ghost. What a blessing. But I'm not just guarding what happened 22 years ago. I'm guarding my 22 years of living for God and what God has for me down the road and how God wants to direct me. I'm guarding, and this is, we got everything figured out, you know that. For the most part, we're the parents. It's because, because, that's why. <laughs> why do we do what we do? Well, because. As my dad used to say, because I said so. And trust me, that usually was enough. Didn't have to make sense. I just knew that he said so. But so here I am. I've got to watch, protect that's what Paul said, I've kept the faith. At the end, he said, I've guarded my faith. That's, that was a military term. I kept, I guarded, I put a, a guard around my faith. I've got to let my, I've got to live my life in such a way that I am guarding who I am in God so that I do not allow the spirit of this age. Oh, that's not going to happen to me. Oh, really? I won't tell you. The cemeteries are filled with people who said it would never happen to me. There are, there are people from the beginning of time who would never. If Adam and Eve and God came down in the cool of the day and walked and talked, if Adam and Eve can walk away from God, oh, they didn't have what we had, I know, but we don't have what they had. They had moments with God and they walked away. Well, it'll never happen to me. I am telling you, it doesn't, it isn't an intentional journey. It's not something I set out. Well, I'm just going to show God. I'm going to tell God, you don't control this man. You don't control this woman. You don't control me. I got news for you. He created you. 
He's the one who made you, and he directs our lives and who we are. Now, I'm not the spirit of the age. I'm not just talking about sin. I'm not just talking about the filth that's going on in this world. And it sickens me when I see some of the things and hear some of the things that are going on. It sickens me. I don't, I wasn't going to say it, but it sickens me when you see drag queens in a, in a small graded school trying to get up and perverted men, and that's all they are, perverted men trying to act like a woman and people, adults, are allowing that to go on with children. That is that is nothing but from the very pit of hell and God is against that. And I'm not talking about, well, I'll never join that. I'm talking about the spirit of the age. I don't want the spirit of the age there's a spirit behind this sin. There's a spirit behind this confusion. There's a reason it's not just in one part of a country, but it's all of a sudden hit worldwide. There's a reason things are going on. There's a spiritual warfare that is going on, and it is, it is much, very much there but the spirit of anything that is anti or against God. I don't. If the spirit of whatever's against God is in me, then God can't direct my life. God, God can't pull me because I've got a spirit. Why not me? No. You don't see what God's trying to tell you. I don't see what God. I need God to keep me walking with God. I need this deeply inside of me. If this is in me, God has lost control over my life. It's not about my body, my choice. It's not about how I choose to live. It's not about, it's about I want to please God. I want to live for God. I want to walk with God. And I refuse to let the spirit of this age take me away from Him. See, I realized, and I know that, I know all this, but it hit me strongly today. I need, I need God and I need his will working in my life. You know how easy that is to say? How many of us have ever prayed, God, I want your will? You know, we usually get a spiritual look when because when we get to that point where I mean it this time, God. I want your will in my life. If I'm not seeking God, and that's, here it starts coming. If I'm not looking to draw closer to God, then what's the truth is, I am walking on my own. I'm using my own abilities, my own merit, my own. And if I find myself in this place, God's not able to talk to me. 
God can't direct me because I'm, I don't need anything. I'm telling God, I got it. So God, when he comes, why didn't, I, I could, there's so many things I could say. Why did so many people during the ministry of Jesus that saw the miracles, how could they not see he was God? You know, I guess it was last Wednesday, Brother Bollinger, when he was teaching about on prayer, there's one translation that's in Matthew when it talks about he healed the multitude. And one of the translations, it said, it talks about giving sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf. And think about this. said, and people who lost limbs, he gave them new limbs. Oh, He said, people, th this was in a day of leprosy where they lost their fingers, they lost their toes, they lost, you know. He's, and the one translation when it talks about how he healed the multitude, those who had lost fingers or limbs, he gave them new limbs. New, now, now, I'm just talking about this God that we serve is a God who's able to direct our steps. Let me, let me assure you of this thing. I, nor you, we are not smarter than God. We are not smarter than God. I don't know more than God. I... I can look right now. I can't tell you what 746 is going to be right now. But God can look down next week, next month, next year. God can look down the road. God knows what's happening, what's going on. I do not know more than God. So when he writes to the church at Galatia, when he writes and he said, Oh, foolish Galatians, look how he wrote it. Who has bewitched you? Another translation, who put you under an evil spell that you should not obey the truth? He said, the only thing I'm asking you, did you receive what you received in the Spirit? Did you receive it from God or from man? What you have, was it what you were born with or did God give it to you? He said, are you so foolish that you began in the Spirit, but now you think you can be made perfect by the flesh? I'm telling you, this, this is not applicable only to them. This applies into my life. I need God. This is why I pray. This is why I worship. This is why I sing. This is why I, I just come together with the saints of God. This is why I don't understand everything that's going on. I don't understand. Has anybody else noticed that the old saying, sometimes when it rains, it pours? Has anybody else, after God's blessed and done something marvelous, all of a sudden, the next day you wake up and it seems like bang, bang, bang? Where did that come from? It's spirit. 
if it can take your joy away, if it can take that strength away, if it can rob you, he's lying to you that you don't want to eat the fruit. Trust me, he's lying to you, Eve. He's telling you wrong, Adam. Don't eat of that. Well, it doesn't matter. It's a spirit that has started from then, and it'll go until the Lord calls the church home. And we have found ourselves in the midst of a spiritual situation. I thought about this. Have you ever prayed the prayer, search me, God? That's spiritual. You know, that's good people hear you saying that. Search me, God. Do you hear that, Caitlin? That come out of my mouth. Then you walk away and say, oh, he's, he's spiritual. He's wanting God to search him. Have you ever prayed that? We, I think we all have. At some point, David prayed it. 139th Psalm, the 23rd verse, search me, O God. Know my heart, try me, know my thoughts. Now listen to it. Search me. Know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts. It's not search me, give me the thumbs up and bless me. Search me and just let everybody know. Spiritual. Good. That's not the way that it is. Have you ever sincerely prayed, search me? Now think about it. Just, okay, I'm going to ask you this. Would you ever lie to God? Oh, no. Never. Have you ever prayed, search me? Did you let him? Kenny? Did you open yourself up? I, I've never really thought about this search me until the last day or two. I was thinking on it. This is a prayer that should be prayed often in our lives. Not search us. Jeremy, I'm, I'm not asking God to search you. Oh, God, please talk to Jeremy. That's Lena's job to pray that prayer. But, <laughs> oh, God, do this. Oh, God. No, 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 no. The only one this hits is me. God, you search me. I, I believe this is something we ought to pray. But when you pray it, at that moment, you have to be open for him to talk to you. If you're doing all the talking, there's no searching going on because you already have the answer. If God can't talk to you in a church service, through a message, through a song, through something going on, through a prayer, you're doing all the talking, and you don't have any desire for God to search you. You're not asking God to look at you. You see, God sees when I'm failing 
and when I'm falling and when I'm going down, God sees when my life is turned and I'm not what I should be, what I ought to be, what I used to be. God sees that. And if God sees it and you're praying it, can God not steer you back? Can he not? Uh, today, today was a first for the Price family. My oldest granddaughter drove from BB. She goes to church in North Little Rock. I'm sorry, school in North Little Rock, the church there by the mountains. And today's the first day Riley was able to drive the car that she has with her and Bentley to school. Well, big deal. You don't live with the Price family. It's about a 40-minute drive. Normally, they're driving through all that traffic in Jacksonville. They found a way around it. And I got a report that she left, she made it, and she got home. And Mama was not a happy camper that she was driving. Now, Mama left left Canada when she was, I think, 17 and went to Stockton, California. But Riley's, who's almost 17, shouldn't be driving. <laughs> God, keep your hand on us. <laughs> God, I, I want you to direct us. God, I'm not telling you. God, I need you to move in my life. See, he goes on. Not only does he say, search me, try me, know my thoughts. The next verse said, and see. Look at me. Can God steer me? Riley, don't you get on the phone. You put it down. You don't even put, take it out of your purse. Riley, you do this, Riley. You'd, that's what you call patting you along. Lauren, are you listening? Duh. But all of this stuff is parents who care. God cares. God is trying to lead us and he, he's directing and God knows if I'm getting off the path and I'm coming close to failing or falling and God says, come on back. God says, I want you to pull back this way and I want this to happen. See if there be and see, look diligently, God, if there be any wicked way in me, lead me in the way everlasting. Another translation, see if I am on an evil path, then lead me on the everlasting path. Don't let me get off this. Don't let anything or anyone, don't let me walk off the path. There are not paths. There's a pathway. There are not roads. There's a road. There is a way. There is an avenue. God, lead me in it. It is not just words that we should say and let it go with that. But you need to, when you pray, search me, 
You need to pray with the knowledge that you're talking to God. And if you're talking to God, then that means that you have opened yourself up to him. I guess a question, can God talk to you? I've been in the church a long time. I didn't ask you that. Can God talk to you? If there's something that God has to say, will you listen? Will you hear him? And then will you respond to him? See, when God talks, we're dealing with a complete surrender to him. God, and this is what David is basically stating and what we should. God, if there's something that needs to be changed in my life, help me, show me first and help me to change it. God, bring me back. God, direct me. It's not, oh God, I failed miserably and it's over. No, God, bring me back. See, this is what repentance is all about. I turn away from something that may be against God. And then can you honestly pray, God, your will be done. I have found myself thinking about that over several, several things. Your will be done. Now, we listen to Jesus saying it in the garden. And that's sweet. Isn't that nice? You know, he, that's so good of him saying it. The flesh was praying out to the spirit inside of him. He knew what was about to happen. If it's possible, let this cup, one writer said, this cup of suffering, let it, let, let it, let it pass from me. But nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Oh, I'm so glad he said that then that means he went on to the cross. But is this not something that he also intends us to say? Not my will. How is it that every time you and I pray about anything, if it's praying about the will of God, we think it's all everything that should always work out the way we want it to work out? No. I I had a guy I used to know years ago, loved to fish. I mean, loved to fish. A friend of ours, one time I was standing there, asked him, said, hey, you want to go fishing? He said, well, I don't know. Let me see if it's the will of God or not. I thought, the will of God? Drew, he reached down, picked up a rock threw it up in the air, watched it come down. It hit the guy. He said, all right, let's go. Our friend said, what was that about? He said, well, I've always prayed, God, if it's not your will for me to go, don't let that rock fall back down. <laughs> he said, so far, it's always been the will of God. <laughs> I'm wondering sometimes, you know, how's that work in our lives? God, <laughs> What's your will? You know, how many lives have we seen through the Word of God 
where God, through his will, operates in lives, and the individual does not even know God is looking at them. I mean, literally. I'm going, I'm going to try to, when I'm reading, I'm going to start writing that down. How many times? I thought Joseph didn't know his dream was going to put him in prison. The prison was going to do what he did. He was going to save his family. He was going to be, you know, second in command in Egypt. He didn't know it. Moses didn't know for 80 years of his life. Moses, pretty much from the beginning of his life, was a big question mark. But God had his hand in God's will. Samuel, David, Elijah, the apostles. I mean, over and over and over and over. But God was working. God was going to take care of it. Let me ask you. Can God move on you? Can God speak to you? Don't lose the fact, and I'm closing with this, that the truth is that God still hates sin. When God shows up to Abram, the Lord, the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah which is homosexuality because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous. God said, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it, which has come unto me. And if not, I'll know it. I've heard, God said, I'm going to go down. God hates sin. It is sin. Are you hear me? It is sin if we allow our wills to supersede his will. I am telling God I know more than you know. I've got it more than you. If I am not careful, what I'm going to find myself fighting against is not people, but against God. Against God. Who's going to walk in the doors of this church the next service? Who's going to come walking in? We don't know. God does. I'm asking you this evening, let him speak to you. If need be, God, change me. I want to live for you. I want to be yours.